0: we have this great verse in scripture a promise jesus said to her everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again but those who drink of the water that i will give them will never be thirsty the water that i will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life we're going to tackle this fulfilling and life-giving water, talk about Samaritans and Jews, but I know it's a long passage, so we'll try and keep the sermon a little shorter. <laughs> but first, this past week I was at a summit put on by the mayor's office. Gathered there were clergy, students, law enforcement, doctors, advocates, politicians, and nonprofit leaders. They were there sharing information about the opioid crisis. Now, having teenage children, I've been worried about the news as I read about fentanyl and opioids, and so I learned a lot. But when it comes to drugs and stories of self-destruction, when people share those stories, we can often feel uncomfortable. Some stories of life's challenges, well, they can be awkward to tell and to hear. One story that was shared was from a person who began taking drugs right as she entered into high school. She was in and out of rehabilitation. Most of her relationships were broken. She shared over that time she had some high points, but more often than not, the low points were the theme, even with her daughter being taken away, and she hit rock bottom. She found Justin's place at St. Matthew's House, which is a long-term residential recovery program designed to equip adult men and women battling addiction with tools needed to live a life of sober productivity. In that program, she experienced something that she had never experienced in any of the previous rehab programs. She found God. She reflected on her life of darkness under the burden of addiction she shared that throughout all of those years she felt like she had a huge hole in her life and she tried to fill it with drugs it was only at Justin's place that she realized that God needed to fill that hole and he did a stream welling up within her she found healing Back to the gospel. Samaritans, it's good to know who they are and where they are, so picture Naples and picture the airport. To get to the airport from here, you have to go through Bonita Springs. Jesus was in Judea and wanted to get to Galilee. That's about a three-hour car ride. And to get there, he had to go through Samaria. And in Samaria, Samaria, there are Samaritans. Samaritans claimed to be the remnant of the kingdom of Israel. Remember that the people who claimed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as their ancestors, the Jews, well, they were taken into captivity by the Babylonians and the Assyrians who laid siege to Jerusalem. Samaritans held themselves up as authentic heirs of Israel. And Jews, of course, resented this. So the two groups of people hated one another. And in our story, we see Jesus, a Jew, speaking to a Samaritan woman. The woman notes immediately, this is uncomfortable, awkward. How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? And then the awkwardness did not end there. She didn't have just one husband, or even two, but five. It's an uncomfortable conversation. In the midst of division and separation, in the midst of hate and anger and jealousy, Jesus enters in to a conversation with another person and offers. He enters into relationship despite past hurt held into present prejudice and offers eternal life. He does so as an observant Jew and also as the Son of God. He offers a whole and healed relationship with God, not just to Samaritans, but to a woman who seemed to have a huge hole in her life, trying to fill it with relationship after relationship. She ended up sharing her story, being vulnerable, saying to all, He told me everything I've ever done. Through that sharing an uncomfortable story told, many more believed and found that living and fulfilling water. They found belief knowing that Jesus is truly the savior of the world. Well, we too, all of us, have holes in our lives that we try and fill perhaps different holes for each one of us. Some big holes, some small. When we look at scripture, we can see holes in the lives of the people there. Think of the disciples mending their nets, finding what they lacked in their jobs, filled by following Jesus. Think of Adam, lonely in paradise, in the garden his partner Eve found. Think of the woman by the well. Think of the recovering addict. How do you know if there's a hole? If there's a sense of unrest, trouble, sadness, anger, pride in your life or in the life of someone you love? Maybe it's time for an uncomfortable conversation. You don't have to have it. Pray that Jesus have it with them and Jesus have it with you, it's not like he doesn't know. He can tell you everything you've ever done. This I know. God wants the holes in our lives bursting to the brim with life-giving, overwhelming love, his love, which floods over bitterness and prejudice and anger, frustration and pride, misunderstandings. What's left, what's left is healing and reconciliation, knowing deep in our hearts that Jesus truly is the savior of our lives and of the world.